bro. 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 I cut it off at 12. Now we got some good shit for the hard luck, baby. Bro. Bro. I know. I know. I, 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 I know. <laughs> Onion feel, man. I did time with him. Onion feel, man. I did time with him. And I'm sure he meant well. Is that Chuck? Is that Chuck? Is that that Chaka Khan? Yeah, I had pumpkin flavored Oreos. <laughs> I, I, I said, brother, right in my mouth. If you only knew, you'd wish that you were in my shoes. You just <laughs> keep on using me. <laughs> until you right use in my me mouth. up. <laughs> until you use me up. <laughs> Right in my mouth. But I'm a, I'm the generation that's gonna tell you what I know. But I'm a but I'm a I'm but I'm a, I'm the generation that's gonna tell you what I know. Hey dogface. Hey dogface. Hey, I said where you from? I'm from West Side. Uh, uh, uh. I know. I, I would say like it's I, I was I, I was I, I would say I, I would say like it's fifty fifty. You know, we're, we're at a point right now where the, there's a lot of shit fucked up. Knee-high to a duck. Knee-high. Knee-high knee to a duck. Stick a silly putty in my nose. No still pissing vinegar. Your product makes me hard luck. Makes me Good afternoon and welcome to Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's a hard luck show coming at you from the bunker in Southern California. Sitting on my left, my co-host and my partner is Chumahan Bowen. Mm. American Indian elegant barbarian set of California. Mm. I'm leaving scalps on the ground. Yeah. I slide around town with my mm. rag top down. What? Things change yeah. by themselves. I got no hope. What? So I got a 30 out 6 yeah. with this yeah. And I'm going like to win. I bust to you uh, like that. Myself, fool. Come on, let it roll. Duck, uh, yeah. get stuck, be down, and you will love it. Then I straight kick the door off the cup, but then I yeah. jump in. Who's that? The moss bone That's a dude named Lightfoot. Big shout out to Kilsa. Big shout out to Kilsa, Miser, giving me the uh, heads up so and reminding me about this time. Indian brother. Wow. The Indian Ice Cube. Is this some 90s? Is this an old track? You know what? That's a good question. Let me take a look at it. Yeah, 96. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Awesome. Is that Chaka Khan? No, Schmitty. Schmitty. That's uh, Lightfoot. 
Nice. Dope. Indian Ice Cube, right? Dope. Is that Chaka Khan? No, god damn it, Schmitty, I told you. Life it. Hmm. Let me turn it up a second. But it seems like crime pays, and it's hard getting through to these kids nowadays. And I don't see the more pride to understand in the back of the reservation. So I'm recruiting like Huey Newton, except for the Indians, I'm gonna start shooting. And if I made a stand, would you step beside me? And if they came to get me, would you hide me? It's a tribulation and a trial. I'm a fool with the gun, so they still call me hostile. Man, I like this dude, bro. I'm trying to get this dude on the show. He's like an entrepreneur now. Let the tomahawk fly? Let the tomahawks fly, man. Hey, dog. That's a great... I love that, bro. I think that's a great tag on Let the tomahawks fly. Man, I like him. Can you send... Somebody link me up with that guy. Yeah. I want to hear that whole album. Man, speaking of fabulous audio, that is on this show. Provided to us by Old Blue Eyes himself. There he is. There he is. Fresh haircut. There he is. Look at that. Pop and lock, baby. The freak. Certified audio professional engineer for the hard. It's like he's got he's double jointed all over his body. Yeah, parachute pants up in here. Yeah, zipper jacket. What's that from? And he is uh, proof that the freaks don't only come out at nighttime. The freaking he's coming out in the daytime. We talking about big motherfuckers that look like Lefty. Yeah. We talking about big motherfuckers that look like Lefty. Yeah. 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 That's we talking about today, Sean. Sean's kind of easy today. Yeah, he's easy, easy, today easy, easy, easy. Sean, Sean's like, I got this, man. Got a new job I'm rolling into on Monday. You know? He ain't feeling the pressure. Wifey's off his back. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Get to hang out. If, 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 so just so to listen, man. I mean, there were I mean, a couple of shows ago. We were talking to Sean. He had two cars on the fritz. Mm-hmm. He was stressing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hair was just fucking like a fright wig in all directions, mm-hmm. looking uh-huh. crazy. Right. Yep. He was like, man. He was looking crazy. He was, and and he was talking to you on the way down. Right. He was like, yeah, man. I'm yeah. Doing that. And uh, and then, mm-hmm. right. He had that. How many interviews did you get on that fucking thing, bro? Four. Four interviews they put my man through. Four. God damn. Like what? Is he gonna work for the CIA? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Four interviews. Yeah. And remember he came in in that like final one. Which one was the fi- what what's the final one like? Uh the final one was with the legal guys. Was it like the final countdown? <laughs> Pretty much. Hmm. Dude. What was the one where you told the guy, if you show up late again, I'm going to fucking slap you mm. in your face? Was that this job? Yeah. Dude, didn't job. we say? Yeah, that was a good thing to say. Yeah. Remember? And you were like on the fence because you were like, mm-hmm. I mean, I was pissed yeah. that he didn't respect my time, but I'm also at the same time trying to get a job. Right. Yeah. I remember he That's came good. in and he was like, what do you think? And we were like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what got him the job. I Hold told him, him accountable, mm-hmm. right? Remember, they he laughed at me because I'm like, that's probably like a test, you know, like Mark Cuban before you hire somebody. Are you willing to hold your coworker accountable? Yeah, yeah. are you willing <laughs> to jettison an opportunity to be true to yourself? 
And Sean was like, I, I mean, I didn't do all that calculation. And remember, you said to me, you're like, my girl was like, I don't know if you should have said that. And I said to you, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. No people pleasing. They're like, man, company man to me. Right. Don't mm-hmm. fuck with me, man. Right? Yeah. So now that you've got the big J-O-B, when does it start? Monday. Yeah. So, like, do you walk around with a little swagger in your dagger? Uh, no. You know what? I... Serious. Come on. I'm actually... You know, it's kind of a, I had a good run, like being off for like a year, like spending a lot of time with my son. Yeah. So I'm not looking forward to like reduce time with him. So, but you know, it's an opportunity. So I don't, I do, you know what, man? I just never know. Hmm. I just don't understand it. Hmm. You're never going to get old blue eyes. Where he's just going to categorically be like, it's all fucking sunshine, man. It's always couched in a like. Well, you know, I'm not looking forward to less time with my son. I'm not. Right. right. Like, how come, right. dude, how come it's never? And then when you don't have the job, you're like, dude, my mental's getting fucked with, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, yo, That's man, true. brother yeah. can't live like this. No, What's you're my right. You're right. No, it's a, good, it's a good thing. It's for sure a good thing. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunity. For sure. <sighs> you know, well, lately... And I think I get into good patterns, and sometimes I fall out of those patterns. But lately, something that's been a big topic and things going on with me is um, besides eating, besides eating, which I'm going to stop right now while we're on the show. And that (laughs) is, um, you know, uh, taking taking challenges. And turning them into opportunities. Right. You know, and even framing, framing what's coming at me that way, you know, and because I got to remember and and I'm going to speak for myself and that's that there used to be a narrative in my head that as you know, I've got a lot of projects going on, but as a project project would like start going in a different direction or something happens or something and i would right away think that the project is derailing right not that it might possibly be taking a different route or doesn't have to go the way that you know what i'm saying and lately i've been looking at you know when you have a lot of things going on there's a lot of room for different things to go different ways and instead of looking at them with that narrative like Fear, or oh, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or you got to try and fix it and pull it back this way. It's more about okay. So this is a new, this is a challenge, not even a negative thing. This is okay. So we're moving over here. So what I and all, all I really have to do is continue to show up. It's the thinking and how I'm perceiving it that will get me to move off of so it. So everything like a. A hurdle is an opportunity. It, it, it really is. Now, it's hard. And I've heard that, and we've all heard that. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to grasp. It's hard to grasp it, until the pain of living a different way, right, maybe? Yeah. becomes too painful. Yeah. I don't know if you want to say that. But it's also, it's, it's also asking yourself, and we've heard this, am I asking myself the right questions? Am I asking myself the right questions, you know? And um, I don't know. And I said earlier to you out there that I've seen you maneuver through some things, but you keep on showing up, bro. 
And I think that's how we get things. And I think a lot of times when we don't, it falls on the person, man. It falls on me. Like, I didn't show up. Life was still vibrating along. You know what I'm saying? I thought my way out of it or whatever. But I don't know. I just think it's, uh, I'm glad. And uh, I get to learn from my partners. But Dude, I mean, just go off of what you're saying to a certain extent, um, and this is something that I've been working with a lot of people about in my life. You know, that I that I coach in leadership, that I coach in life. I don't think I'm never not coaching, to be honest with mm-hmm. you. Right? Like at every stage, I'm I'm constantly fucking trying to hold someone accountable, constantly trying to you know whatever. And I've got my own, you know, I've got my own opinions on what works in terms of. What works when in terms of trying to get people to see or understand another way of framing or thinking about what's going on? And yesterday was a hard day for me. Mm. You know, I don't complain, really. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't really complain that much or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever about my actual situation. I complain from a shtick level about what drives me nuts and all that shit. But like yesterday was a hard day for me and I'm going to have to take it out of. I'm going to take some identities out of the story, but just to give a rundown, okay? Mm-hmm. From the beginning of the of the day, after I spent my breakfast time with my daughter, Tigra, who fucking, this, my little girl's fucking great. She, I don't know, when I, when I, when I hear about people doing terrible shit to their kids, mm-hmm. and I'm around my baby, I actually can't contemplate it. I think to myself, like, what the fuck is wrong with that person that they can't, <clears throat> if at no, no other way, just see the need of this baby to just have somebody kind of like look out for them. Right. Right? Like they're not, anyway, I spend like an hour or two in the morning, every morning, breakfast. Breakfast with Papa. We fucking. Damn straight. Listen, we got, she's right now super into, um, you know, the Jungle Book and Baloo the Bear, who she thinks is her dad. She points at the Baloo the bear who's dancing and goes, Papa, Papa. And I go, yeah, that's right. That's mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, then that then I go, then I have to drive to L.A. to pick some shit up from court. And the reason why I got to do it is because nobody else can do it. My office staff is here, and I don't want them driving up there. Because I'm driving up there to handle that, right? I got to go through the traffic, all this other bullshit. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm trying to watch documentaries, get prepared for the show for today. So on my fucking drive, I'm not like literally watching, I'm listening, but I'm getting prepared for today. Then I fucking get to the court. I got to fucking, all the shit that goes along with that. Get the fucking shit that I got to get from the court. Because I'm up there, I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to kill two birds with one stone and meet with so-and-so who's in L.A. Yeah. And sit down and do a powwow on some shit with that. Mm-hmm. Right? But that so-and-so, and don't give me any dirty looks because I know you needed some shit, Sean, but I just didn't have time to do it. Is over on the west side. So mm-hmm. I got to drive from Stanley Moss Courthouse mm-hmm. all the way over to the west side, which is an L.A. nightmare. And everyone's back to traffic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Everyone's back to traffic. Yep. And it's worse now because motherfuckers were like, well, it's a pandemic. Let's start doing more construction. So now you got construction plus the traffic. And I have three phone conferences for three different separate legal matters at the same time. You're a beast. And my wife. Right, wants me to pick her up lunch 
at Crossroads because it's vegan. They got right now vegan pepperoni yeah. pizza. Can't yeah. speak highly enough about this vegan pepperoni pizza and a fucking uh, uh, Italian sub. All vegan. Unfucking believable. Place was packed. Oh, really? Travis Barker was there. Recognized the fucking tattoos in the fucking face. Anyway, I'm, so I'm doing all of that. Right? You're on Mel- you went to the Melrose location and bought this stuff? That's it, yeah. And so, take it down to Orange County? For my wife. Beautiful. So this is all going on. While that's all going on, someone very close to me, who will remain nameless, asked me to review an email for them. Okay? Because they're so close to me, no questions asked. So I reviewed the email. Now, this email had nothing wrong with it, but that email had nothing wrong with it. But in that email was a confession of a suicide attempt. A suicide attempt. And I like read through this and I'm like, holy fuck. Right? And this person usually keeps everything inside. And this was this person's way of telling me. She was like, you know, review this email because I'm sending oh, so it. She's sending it. Right. Okay. She wants me to proofread it. But then I read it and I'm like, oh, she's also telling me what was going on. So. I, you know, I talked to her. And and while I was doing that, this is what's even crazier. That morning. I, I was really doing a lot of that. Sorry. <laughs> wow. We're going to get those comments where someone's like, Chuan's talking about yeah. someone's suicide and yeah. Steve's yeah. eating yeah. a rib. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> fucking sunflowers. Jay-Z fucking eating so, so, so someone almost killed themselves? That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. You know what I'm worried about? It's like maybe he's all right. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to die sometime. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I yeah, don't. Yeah. I, don't I know think, it doesn't. It, I'm not even true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But. So I don't even like listening to it. When I, I hear love it. I back, love, it bothers me. I so. don't give. I tell people like, if you want to listen to two, <laughs> two, you know, fucking boring people drinking wine, talk Jerk about each yeah, other talk about true crime in a yeah. pasty voice. Yeah. Be my fucking guest. Yeah. The <laughs> right, fuck out of here. Get the fuck out. All right. So, I, so I'm talking to this person, right? And that day, I had just done my run in the early morning. Mm-hmm. And I was um, listening to a lecture about the Holocaust. And the person was discussing that a lot of people actually didn't kill themselves during the Holocaust. They were survivors. But there was a rise in suicides after the Holocaust because uh, when the survivors came out and they tried to explain what they went through, the pain, the suffering, the fucking horror of it all, people weren't able to process it. And so there was nowhere for that message to go. What? There was nowhere for that to land. There was nowhere for a regular person, right? Let's say you come out of this thing and you're trying to explain, you come home to your family and you try, it's a little or bit- Or no family. It's a little bit like prison, in the sense that some of the things that happen in prison, if you were to come out and try to explain that to regular people, they might not be able to handle, they couldn't, they might say that's terrible, but you know and they know mm-hmm. that you, they don't really get it. So there, And there was no coping mechanisms for these people either. So that's where the suicide rate started to climb up was because they were, they were dealing with an experience where somebody couldn't hear their pain. Somebody, there wasn't a place for the pain to go. And that and they, and the person in the lecture was saying that also happens to soldiers, 
people so are so like they can't come back and incorporate back into adjust back into normal life. I don't even shit like that. I don't even know if it's adjust back into normal life so much Simile. as that there's people that will they, they they're alone with their pain. No one will really understand what they went through. Okay. There they there's no one to share that burden with. It's not that they can't figure out how to work at Xerox. It's that someone mm. at Xerox never going to understand the horror that humanity can go to. So they're just alone on this planet. They're alone big, with alone. their pain. Alone with their pain. Okay. And that's what drives yeah. a lot of people to commit suicide, including mm. these you know, people who survived worse things, right, you would say, in the, in the Holocaust, but then came out and found themselves utterly alone with what really happened. So... That's the same day that this person says, proofread my thing, and I, I read it, and it's all about how this person was alone with their pain, and this was their first attempt of trying to get it out. Wow. So I talked to this person during that day, and I was like, I really like thought about, like, I don't, how can I really support this person and make them understand that I heard what they said? They're being heard. That they're being hurt, mm-hmm. right? And um, so I talked to this person about that, and uh, I didn't freak out. I didn't. I, you know, my whole thing about suicide, by the way, is I don't get into like, you know, that's selfish. And it, I don't. I don't do any of that. I don't even think it's abnormal. Like I, I honestly believe that if you're a human, if you're if you're a human, right? I don't see how you haven't thought about suicide at least once in your life. Did you do anything about it? Maybe not. But I just don't see how the concept of being alive means that you have some idea that you could also just end it if you if you had to. Right. So I don't do any of that. So I, I, I went through all that. But anyway, my point being is by the time I got back, 405 traffic after that, right, all that Did shit. Did the car smell like good Italian vegan? Car smelled like good Italian vegan. I've been counting my calories, so I'm not eating any of that shit now. I'm back on counting. Oh boy! Yeah. Right. As I, 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 if I don't count, I'm gonna fucking mount. Like I'm gonna fucking just be mounting fat pods. I can't, I can't not keep track of what I eat. The minute I fucking, I'm like, oh, I ran 80 miles. I can eat what I want. I can out eat a marathon run. No problem. <laughs> no problem. I'm like on Schmidty's thing, man. I can fucking. I could pumpkin Oreos. That's funny. I had pumpkin flavored Oreos. (laughs) Me and and Vincent were talking, and he's still young enough, but he gets these ten mile runs in, right? And he and beats up. And part of his run is like, I can do whatever I want to do now. You know, I had pumpkin flavored Oreos. But as you get older, it doesn't necessarily continue to work that way. But yeah, man, it's uh, you. uh, And the other thing is, is that you say this a lot too. You're like. Truth is, I've always been hungry since I can remember, and I'm always hungry. Yeah, I always want to eat. Yeah, I'm always hungry. I'm like it's a like, Shetland pony. You know what I mean? Like I'll just eat myself into a grave. I don't have that button that's like you're full. And you need mass. You need large portions of food. You know what? You it like, is? Eat, like the cabbage or the fucking Brussels sprouts or like right a lot of it. Right. It's like low calorie, but it's a lot of like. Right. I there's something about taking a big bite and chewing a fucking thing and then just like swallowing a whole fucking thing and then hitting it with a carbonated deal mm-hmm. that just takes me to another level. That's great. Some people like dancing. I like eating. Now, let me ask you something real quick. <laughs> if you was no holds barred, go there ahead. There was no such thing as calories. Go ahead. Okay. Ugh. 
just a f- you, when you eat. Yeah, you, you, there's no such thing as weight gain. You just stay the same, dude. Perfect. I've been dreaming about that eat, for my and you life. Eat whatever you want, you always stay the same. Ripped up, cut up, and I was like, "Get take me from uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm and t- the light night snack of the perfect foods for one day for Chumahan." All right, check this out. In Dream Planet. Listen, in Dream Planet. In Skinny Pla- Land. Skinny Land. Flaco Land. In Flaco. In Flaco. Flaco Hills. Hey, Flaco Hills on Dream Planet. <laughs> right. Okay. First of all, when I first wake up, it's going to be a southern breakfast. <laughs> yeah, and you're absolutely able to have a few sides to each meal. Listen, it's a southern breakfast. Let's hear it. Brother. All right. I mean, there's probably a chicken fried steak in there. Oh, this there might be some truckers sitting in this diner. Oh, easily. Right? Easily. All right. This is where Denny's and the Waffle House has kids. Right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Evelyn's your, your waitress. Listen. It's going to be a chicken fried steak. There's going to be some sausage gravy and biscuits. Oh, God damn. You know what I mean? There's going to be some fucking flapjacks. Ah, he said the magic word. Right? It's going to be some flapjacks. Flapjacks. And it's going to be. And and each flap is going to have butter on the jack. That's right. At every level. How many of those things? I easily. Oh. Seven. Seven. Easily. It's stacked. Seven. It's got to be nice, a stack. Nice, nice, Juma. It's got to nice. be a stack. It's got to be a stack. Because you got to cut into it, the butter, the absorption, gotta, uh, all that. Right. Okay. Right? And, like when you, and, and it can be real maple syrup, which I love. Right. And it can even be fake-ass fake. maple syrup, which yeah, I love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. And you got to kind of control yourself on the biscuits. Right. So you don't blow your load. For the pancakes. You know what it is, man? It's mm. all about timing. Right. Right? Absolutely. Right? It's like right now, you know, I got a warehouse. I got three warehouses <laughs> in my stomach. Right? And so sometimes <laughs> while I'm eating the pancakes, I got to make sure that the, the the biscuits are being traveling to another warehouse. Like right. in mid-transit. Right. Right? right. I'm right. just eating like, I'm juggling. You're moving shit around. Oh, I'm juggling. Yeah. Right? And then what I do is I fucking... I'll tell you straight up, man. There's gonna be some sausage patties, right? And I mean, not some links, s- not links. Oh, I have some links. Oh, so now we got sausage patty patties, links. Any bacon? Links? For sure, bacon. So there's bacon. So something. he's got all the you, pork products. Let me okay. tell you a true story. Mm-hmm. This is just just a little bit of baconology for mm-hmm. some some fans out there. Now, look, I'm a vegan and I don't believe in killing pigs, but let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. There was a time. That's like that's like the Hitler of beef becoming a vegan. He's like, I'm a vegan now, but I put down a good army of motherfucking pigs before hey, I in my time. A tomahawk steak ain't nothing to me. That's right. Go Man, ahead, I fucking twigging. <laughs> like used I was to... bacon in his pocket. <laughs> I had a belt a made of beef. Of I had a belt made of beef jerky, bro. I wear two belts. Yeah, because I eat one in class. <laughs> <laughs> listen, dude. Okay. So I fucking listen. Let me tell you something. This is a true story. Yes. I had a woman in my life mm. whose parents were so wealthy. Yeah. Listen, I love my wife and I'm a vegan now, so. Yeah. Okay. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. How the, wealthy? Millions. Huh? Millions. Okay. The woman in my life's parents were able to pay for the both of us to go to Hawaii and pay for our stay at a, nice. at a resort. Nice. Okay? Because they wanted to see us. Right. And your friend, the little 
little gap tooth Indian was right along for the ride. Yeah, no was, problem. Yeah. Hoop, you know, saluting, ready to show up for duty, Captain Stewing, whatever yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you were Cap- bored. Oh, whoa. Right. <laughs> so show up. But one of the things is this fucking, and I don't, can't remember what resort, my, the, 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 the royal princess, the fucking Manolo, la, 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 Conan, whatever the fuck. They had a, and this is like my happy day, bro. Mm-hmm. They had a fucking breakfast buffet every day. A Hawaiian oh, yeah. breakfast buffet every day, bro. Every day. And what was the Hawaiian <laughs> breakfast? It was a combination of fucking tropical and Samoan get down dirty eat. Really? You know what I'm saying? It's like on the one end. Tell you could, me more. You could look down and see fresh papaya. And Kona Coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Am I getting somewhere? Mm-hmm. Am I talking to anybody out there? Yeah. All right. And the flip side, there was more pork that you could fucking shake a stick at. Mm-hmm. Because that's what them Samoans love to eat some pork. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking all of the little sushi and da-da and everything else that rich people expect at a fucking breakfast buffet, including those tiny little dessert things, you know, little fucking whatever. Tarts. Yeah, a lot of pig, a lot of rice, says BS Schwartz 92. That's right. Now, look, let me tell you, here's the deal. Mm. These people were normal that I was traveling with. Mm. They were the kind of people that they would eat and say things like, well, that that was just the right amount of food. Right, and they'd leave food on their plate. Right. Cross their utensils, would leave them on the plate, halfway finished. Right. Right. They were happy if it wasn't too greasy. I I just have half a glass of wine. I'm starting to feel it. I'm just gonna leave that there. And I I I mean I couldn't. There's a couple of things I can't abide. Right, <laughs> people who hurt children, uh-huh. and I definitely can't abide somebody who doesn't want to eat everything that's on that plate but, more. Right. right, I don't understand that. Yeah. So I would get up an hour early. No way. You would have a, you would pregame. <laughs> I got, got pregame. You got listen. I listen. I got up one time an hour early, mm-hmm. went to the buffet, and I got a regular size plate. This is a true story. This mm-hmm. is not even making it up. I'm not even adding sauce. Okay. And I covered the entire thing in a fucking mountain of bacon. Because okay. they had the best, they had it set up perfectly for being crispy and soft at the right, it was the right texture. Yeah, right. And it was smoky mm. and it was salty. And I would buy myself while the sun was coming up. And the support staff, like I became a legend. I might have been a hero to them because they saw what I was doing. They knew what I was up to and they kept their mouth shut. Like they knew enough the next time when I came out with the family after I had eaten an entire mountain of fucking bacon. Dude, I ate so much bacon that my tongue got sore from the salt. Oh, no. You know what I mean? I I don't know if you've ever done anything like that. That sounds crazy. Though. Like when you eat so much pineapple, it, it kind of the acid can kind of yeah. make your tongue raw. Yeah. I ate so much bacon, my tongue got raw, and I went back and laid down and got up with everybody else and had a normal breakfast with everybody else. And the staff were so cool that they didn't even say it's nice to see you again. Right. They kept their mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> so that's when you want to talk about food. That's what we're talking about, bro. Mm. That's what we're talking about. Anyway, so that day yesterday was like that, right? So that when I got home, I was exhausted. And I was a little bit burned out. And so going to what you were saying, 
I was a little bit down. You know, some of the meetings necessarily didn't go exactly the way I wanted them. Maybe they did, but maybe my perspective was slightly off, whatever it was. But I was a little exhausted, a little bit down. And I was like thinking about it. And like you were saying, it's about framing the issue. And I didn't get down on myself for, for, for being down. I didn't say like, hey, what's wrong? You should be positive right now. Everything's got to be positive all the time. What I did say to myself is sometimes you're just going to feel like this. Sometimes in a human's life, nothing's necessarily fucked up, but it was a lot that you chewed on today and you feel worn out and you're not quite sure how it's all going to turn out. None of that matters. It doesn't matter. You don't have to react to how you're feeling right now. Mm, I like that. You don't have to react. What you do have to do is be where you're supposed to be at, right? Mm-hmm. Not do anything you're not supposed to do and let it ride because probably tomorrow you're going to feel different. And, I agree with that. You know, I was talking to my wife about it and I'm like, maybe, maybe that's, you know, maybe when you're functioning at a high level or maybe when you want to get to another level, you're dealing with traffic suicide, picking up lunch, being a dad, being a lawyer, being a friend, uh, all of that, maybe that's normal for somebody like an Elon Musk. Maybe there'll come a point in time where you won't trip out too much on that. Maybe being able to handle some crises is just because you don't have enough time to get so deep into it. Maybe it's normal. Maybe that's not... What you just said was really interesting. Which is what? You're able to handle the crisis. That keeps you from getting too deep into it. Right. Maybe part of handling life is keeping yourself busy enough that you don't get too trapped in anything because you got other shit you got to take care of. Well, yeah, because everything that happens could or couldn't have a big story to it. Or you could just mow through it. Right. And the story's not that long. Right. You didn't invest emotionally and internal like the story. You just went and handled it and now it's okay, it's over here. Right. And now we okay, and that's done. And that you get instead of like, okay, you hit it and then you're like, now there's a story to it. Right. All that like that would really slow you down. Right. Somebody that's just like de- dealing with it opposed to having to process it and experience like I don't know. No, I think that... That's what I got from what you said. I think that... Like, I'm not saying that that's a solution for everything necessarily, Mm -hmm. because maybe some things do require you to get deep down into it. But I definitely think that for for being busy or for for having to handle a lot of different things, it it really kind of cuts down on extra sauce that you could put on the stories like you said that maybe they don't need that like maybe your friend who uh you know tried to commit suicide or whatever maybe they don't need you to spend a lot of time right then and there right Mm-mm. i think it's more about special cages entered the building. hey special guy more about what you said about being heard right that doesn't mean that you have to have answers for that person that doesn't mean 
you have to sit there and at that moment in time they want or need your hour worth of consultation right and ideas right and yeah. and so necessarily you know? so so when i checked my so i think this is a good for me and you know i'm just gonna say this for me my opinion way i i way i feel what's good about what happened in terms of my perspective when I got home and I was like thoroughly worn out and th and like a little down, let's say, is that I was able to realize that you can check in with your feelings for sure to know what you feel. I'm not a proponent of not knowing what you really feel. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean something needs to change right away. That doesn't, I don't need to spring into action about my feelings. I can be down sometimes. And that being down is part of human life, and that doesn't require me to fix it. And I think a lot of people think, like, if I check in with myself and I'm not feeling cheerful or I'm not feeling 100% or I feel exhausted and I can't even put my finger on it, I think some people think, like, that means something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And that means I need to get into action to change that. I mean, what is my eating other than self-medicating on some level, right? Mm -hmm. That to a certain extent, that's what it is. So I'm saying, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. but I'm saying, you know, yesterday was a good example of me saying like, hey, I'm not the guy that you hear in the morning. So I start out in the morning supercharged, right? If you watch yeah. the videos of my running. Instagram, Instagram. Insta, 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 Instagram. Insta, right? Yeah. But sometimes my day can get me to a situation where at the end I'm like, Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Of course. But maybe I don't need to do anything about that mm -hmm. other than just realize that's part of life too. Even Gandhi probably was bummed out. I mean... Thank you. Welcome to the club, buddy. Right. Right. Yeah. But no, I'm not saying I was never bummed out before, but right. before I bummed out before. You want to try and fix it. I would assess it and mm -hmm. then try to diagnose it, it yeah. and then try to do something to correct it. About it. Do something about it. Instead of just be with it and let it just pass on its own. Right. There's nothing Which, wrong with it. Like they, you had it looked at something's wrong. Right. When it's just human. Right. Let's check in with our resident. Gen Z, or I think he's a Gen Z. Uh -huh. All right, so Special K, yeah. uh, our resident Gen Z guy. I guess, yeah. Okay. What did you hear? You heard <laughs> what I said about um, checking in with your internal feelings, right? Okay. What What is your what did what came to mind for you on that? Um, I I feel down a lot of times, uh, honestly, and not not because I I like to be sad or anything. It's just uh. Sometimes the situations, uh, like in life or right now, but or like the situations that we're in right now, very like with the whole pandemic and like all this uh, political stuff, kind of bums me out. You know, um, when I was when I was in school at the time, like it was really bad, not not just for me, but for everyone in in my school. Right. Like everyone just like was like, "What's the point of even going to school? What's the point of even taking tests?" Um, and a lot of people, a lot of teachers or professors were uh, giving extensions, like you know, like take care of yourself and. Uh, so I think that's been a very huge factor and the, um, a big part of the last two years or a year and a half. Um, but more about myself, I'm just kind of down. 
uh, on myself sometimes. I'm really hard on myself, and uh, it it sucks. But I try to I try to keep an optimistic uh, look on everything that I do. What what is causing you to be hard on yourself? Where did that come from? Um, I'm sorry. It's okay. I I think I I think what it has to do with is um, imposter syndrome. Which is what? Mm. Which is when you feel like you should be doing something. Like, you don't feel like you should be a part of something, right? Uh, whether it's like you know, graduating with a with a bachelor's and whatever whatever you graduate in, or being a certain job, or you know whatever it is that you just feel like you don't belong. And when you're trying to like meet a certain like a standard, and you're not, and you don't feel like you're meeting it, then you're kind of just like, damn, what like what am I even doing? Like, do I even am I even smart? Am I like? Like, what's my point? Like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not worthy of anything at at this point, I guess. So it's a real, it's a lot of a uh, criticizing of myself and just like what my abilities are. But, um, I think it, I think that's a lot. You know, that's how I feel. It's interesting. So then, when you hear me talk about like checking in with your feelings and saying like you don't necessarily you're gonna be down sometimes, right? Does that apply to the situation you're talking to at all? And listen, I'm not I'm not saying this as a trick or anything. Right. I'm just I'm I'm actually think that what you're actually talking about, I think a lot of people can relate to what you're saying. Right. In your generation especially. Yeah. Okay. Do you see that as the same? Like when I go out and I have this day and I gotta deal with these things, these things, these things, these things, and I get home and I'm feeling a little down, and then I say to myself, you know what, that's not something to correct. That's just something to go through. Um, no, I don't, I don't think it's, it's the same. And I'm not saying you don't, I'm not saying you, you might not feel that, but I'm saying, I think at least for my generation or, you know, um, the people, people my age, um, very different, different outlook. I think, uh, millennials and a lot older folks, um, don't have that same mentality of, you know, I'm kind of not, I'm not supposed to be here. They're, they're just going to go fight through it. And I mean, I'm not if you no, have no, it, if you have it, you know. Right. No, no, no. You think generationally that it's more prevalent with our with our generation? Yes. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. That's a that's a bold statement, dude. Now I'm not. Listen, now I'm actually looking at the structure of your conception. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at the validity of it. Right. It's a very interesting statement to feel like I'm not supposed. To be here, right? And and I'll say this: I think um, a lot of it has to do with uh, where you're where you're from, right? Um, I remember I went to a, I'm, I'm in an org, and there's a lot of people from that org that uh, work at Facebook or Google, right? And one of the guys uh, that works there said, uh, you know, like I had this person that was that believed that she belonged here, and she she made it, she became a Google employee. And I think, and she went to Berkeley, right? And not b- people in my school, UC Santa Cruz, you know, it's big, like g- big gap, I guess, that they put on themselves when, when, like, when they think as intellectually, I guess. And uh, they just don't feel like they belong. I think minorities don't feel like they belong. And you know, I think. Uh, do you think Big Lep? Think about Big Lepke. Right. What do you make of that? Do you think he feels like he belongs? I think it depends on the like situation, like or it depends on, uh, you know, like put Big Lepke in like a corporate place or like. I know. 
<laughs> I was like, where is he? Uh, in like a big corporate place, and yeah, I feel like he might feel, hey, Sammy, feel left out. But when he's here, like in, in the like, streets or just like with people, Whoa! I don't think he feels anything. Hang uh, on, on that chair, and for one man. Second, we'll come right out there. Um, yeah. please. So, so, so. I think I, I want. I think I want to. I Play think it. I want to get to. Uh, maybe we don't have enough time on this show, but mm-hmm. I think. You know what? I think I want to. What do you guys think about this? What do you think about us doing a show mm-hmm. with Kevin <clears throat> investigating his generation's mindset mm-hmm. about I'm I don't I don't fit in I don't belong here or I've got no purpose. You know, in other times, you know, the 90s, you knew what it was, bro. You fucking, you yeah. had it, whatever. In the 50s, right? The rocket right. ships and fucking fuel and cars and hamburgers, right, 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 right. right? And here I come, Generation Z, and it's fucking lockdown. This fucking, means that and doesn't mean this. Fucking undergrad doesn't get you jet. But I bet you, I bet you, you probably think back and be like, man. If I would have just been born in the 30s and if I had an undergrad then, boy, that meant something, boy. Mm-hmm. That was like I had a PhD. Nowadays, got a little undergrad and it's like that's just the first token on the fucking the fucking Chuck E. Cheese ride. Like I'm not even. There is no American dream. Why even try? Right. What's this fucking house shit? They're fighting about fucking $15 an hour as a minimum wage. And they like, what the fuck, man? Try to live in L.A. Mm-hmm. Try to live in L.A. Right. Yeah, I mean, I th- know. There's, there's a lot more to it, but I'm I got not... to get a wraith and some gold well, jewelry. There's, and and, and I have a feeling with Kevin, there's even a fucking personal piece for you. Yeah. Which is like your own family. Everybody's got family situation, but right. what, your family situation. Right. Dude, I think. Mm-hmm. I like it. Listen, I think that we might have maybe 10 to 20 shows in helping young Kevin <laughs> emerge and find his voice through, right? Mm-hmm. The first thing is we're going to send Kevin with Big Lepke on just a 24-hour day. Like, Kevin, you got to drive Big Lep around and just do what Big Lep does and hang out. You got to be Big Lep Schmitty, <laughs> right? And and that's not – it's you it might you might not even learn anything, Kev. Right, right. But you just might get some seasoning. Oh, you're going to learn something. Right. <laughs> You will learn something, about right? We gotta have sure, and we, dude, we'll cover it, like right. We'll just do an audio recording. What do you think of that, Kev? Like one day with the big lep. Like if you could survive big lep, you might not have to get a master's. I'd like to see Kevin conduct an interview with Lepke. Oh, where okay. he scopes out the whole interview. Okay, what would be the question that you would ask Big Lepke first? Oh, um, I would have to think about that. Uh, I know. No. Right, ask him. Um, uh, I guess I just start off with like a simple question. Just start off with the basics. Uh, you know, what was your life like uh, when you were younger? Just start off with that. Just kind of get a feel for him. You want it? Okay, here. Ask, ask Big Love. Big Love. What was your life like when you were younger? Hey, I said, where you from? <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask Big Love any questions mm. until you tell me. Hey, I said, where you from? Mm-hmm. Where are you oh. from? Well, hey, I said, where you from? Costa Mesa. <laughs> I'm from West Side. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look at Juman. Juman has so much fun <laughs> fucking with the fucking sound bites, bro. <laughs> he loves that shit, bro. I do. I love so it. Um, All right. I think that would be good. I think that would be interesting to yeah. hear Kevin kind of crack it open and... Uh, yeah, get deep with Lepke and maneuver and negotiate that, you know. Right, and 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 we can say Lep, like check this out. 
right? Like your ability to deal with Kevin, right, is going to show also maybe your level of evolution. And patience. And patience, right. And, this is, uh, it's a test both. Dude, this. You sure talk a lot about love, Lepke. Oh. And God. Oh. Let's see that. I know. Ha-ha. <laughs> I know. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? I told you already. I'll tell you right now, man, that um, yesterday I I was driving and I was on my way to see my daughter. And um, and I had some music on. And I don't know what happened, dude, but I had a moment, a moment of clarity yesterday driving. And I can't explain exactly uh, what happen you guys but I can only try and put into words what went down I had to pull my car over I pulled my car over man and I was in tears bro crying yeah man I started crying while I was driving and then I just couldn't like I didn't want people seeing me and I pulled over and, and shut the car off really and I've been feeling the last couple of weeks emotional I've been feeling like little things cracking at it's emotion like feeling myself like on the verge of and but the subject matter or the root or the core of what i'm what's emotionally striking me is something more than what i i haven't cried because of that because i've never really went there to like the core like the real 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 issue what i'm really so i got a glimpse of it yesterday and um, some things in my life have kind of set me in a trajectory where um, um, I've, um, I don't even know how to put it, but the feeling was like uh, I, I really, really, um, the type of way that I've been living really scares, the thought of what I was doing scared me. And what I could potentially not be around for and what that would do to the people around me. And the type of shit I've been doing was like, what I've been doing my whole life on this planet, what I've been chasing after. And there's a lot of shame wrapped around in the stuff that I did. And like over and over and doing that and carrying that. Like, and like it just was seemed all extremely scary. Like I don't ever... I, and it wasn't just that, you guys. It was that thought of this kid that before all this, I was just a good kid. How did I stop taking care of this good? How did I just leave this motherfucker and just like a, using like a paper towel? That was me. That's me that I did all this to. Um, dude, it was just like, I know what I was doing. I know what I did inside. I know what I did. And carrying this this whole time is like uh, like I I never took care of me, I never took care of that person, bro. I I I destroyed my life, and I get to this point where I'm at 53, and I'm just realizing this, and I'm getting older, and it's uh it's uh I don't know how to explain it to you guys in any other terms. It was. It was my whole, it's like when you almost die, life flashes before your eyes in a second. It's hard to explain, but you see it all in one second. This, 
I got a glimpse of everything that I had been up to my whole life in a split second, a whole glimpse. And at the end of my crying, all I could do, and I'd never really done this, was I, I begged God to forgive me, just to forgive me. I begged God just to forgive me for my actions and the way I've lived. And, uh, you know, from as I drove off, I went to go see my daughter. And I made sure that my tears were wiped up and everything. And the last thing I took away, and I'll wrap up with this, was that, you know what? I have not taken care of me, man, on this planet. I've really not taken care of Steve. And I know there's a lot of good stories, and there's a lot of good wisdom, and there's a lot of good ideas. But with that, there is a price tag. This is why everybody ain't going to live the way I live. Right. I'm too scared to live the way I live. But there's a price tag at the end. Right. It's not just all the most interesting guy in the whole world that's silver. There's a price, and people don't want to pay that price. Right. And that price is part of what I live with each day, you know? And I'm not perfect, but I have got to start taking care of me. I really need to start taking care of myself. And that doesn't always that doesn't always feel good. People think like it's all back massage and right. sometimes really taking care of me is having to do a lot of things that I don't want to do at that moment for my future or for for me, you know? And so, you know, this week was a really good week of like working out with a trainer, working out on my own, eating clean, getting work done, following shit through, reframing way things and just just completely reliving, re—it's the whole thing, man. And it's—I uh, got to really sit with my daughter, and it's like these re- things with my son and my daughter. Like it's changing me, my relationship mm-hmm. with my friends, how I'm living, how I'm really living. It's all changing me. And yesterday it was like, I just w- was a really scary thought for me and everybody I affect. If, if I weren't really taking care of myself, like I don't want to, I don't want to play that game. I want to, I want to live healthy, man. I want to be here. I want to be attentive to the people in my life. It all matters now. Um, and it's just like, it was a real interesting, it was real interesting, man. I don't know, kind of, it was a moment of clarity though, where I was able to see my life and uh, it was good because I gained something from it. But Sean, have you had a moment like that, that Steve just talked about? Have you ever actually, because Steve, I think, first of all, big respect for everything that you just said. Um, mm-hmm. That's maybe one of the realest things I've heard on this show right. in a long time. That's one. But number two is, I feel like, you know, with Steve, y- 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 anybody, some any geek off the street could be like, you know, if you're living a certain kind of life, then yes, you got to like somehow learn how to take care of yourself, blah, blah. But I think, like for Kevin and for you or like for me, right? Everything he said applies. You're just in a different culture or whatever you want to call it, different different zone. So have you had a moment, Sean, where you looked at your life and said, you know what? I haven't been taking care of fucking Sean. Oh, yeah. And did it bring you to tears? That's a good question. Because I think a lot of what, everybody deals with is and i think probably steve could relate to this is that a lot of what we're doing is trying to keep ourselves away from feeling anything about right. that 
Right. It's hard to open the book, man. It's hard to open the book, man. I want to be clear on something that I want to say right now before we go too far that if you're an alcoholic or an addict, like in the way that I am, Yes, there's all the shit of like the addiction, but there is, you are leading a double life, bro. Totally. Okay. Totally. There's a piece to this thing, and I don't know where your get, I don't know what your get down is, but there's a get down of some sort. Right. That only you're keeping to yourself. Right. And that is fucking, you do that for years, bro, and the type of shame. Mm. And the type of shit that you have to carry on mm. is toxic, bro. It's, I'm going to say it right now, it's killing me. Right. That type of way to live is going to kill me and fucking affect everything around me, man. So when you ask God to forgive you, are you really, you're really just asking yourself to forgive yourself? I, I, I yes, but yes, and I believe I'm part of God, I guess. Right. Yeah, but yeah, that's a that's a piece of it. Is that hard? Are you are you feeling like you haven't forgiven yourself? I feel like I never even considered right any of those thoughts that we're talking about. I just never was in the equation. Right. What I was crying about was that I've looked through this glass at the world. I've had all this shit where I'm fucked up. I'm not like I look at the world and I'm like I don't fit in, man. I'm I'm care. I'm so sick my whole life, and I keep doing all this shit Mm -hmm. that destroys me and all this. And I'm just like, but I started as like a kid that didn't have any of this. And somewhere I picked up this shit, and I've been carrying it this whole time, hiding it, covering up. Like, um, you get what I'm saying? And it's, yes, it's the actual drugs and alcohol, but it's all the shame and everything that goes along with it, man. It's like... I'm fucking 53 years old, bro. And I'm realizing this at 53. It was, yeah. It was uh, uh, eye opening, to uh, say the least. Of course. But, <clears throat> but <clears throat> you know, this is the thing. Like, when you say, like, I haven't really been taking care of Steve, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is. That's such a a real statement in the sense of who's Steve, mm-hmm. right? You like Steve is the kid that hadn't quite gotten pulled in any directions or chosen any directions mm-hmm. or whatever it is, right? Right. And that kid still lives within all of us, right? And that's why I was thinking about like Sean, like for you, you couldn't. You, all of us could look at our situations and, and see places where we didn't take care of the little kid, I think. And this is what I think is really important to understand. And what you said to me that was so meaningful was that taking care of Steve doesn't always feel good. Mm-mm. Right? Yeah, absolutely, bro. Right. I mean, absolutely. self-care, when you see a bandied about, People think of positives and aromatherapy, mm. fucking, yeah. you know, marinating your fucking feet in fucking right. mint jelly and all this shit, right? Uh-huh. But sometimes self-care 
is doing a boring thing one more time because you're taking care of your needs in a way that is going to benefit you in the long run. Or Absolutely. Sometimes self care is realizing a hard thing that you've been doing your entire life and owning up to it right. and confronting it. It's not going to feel good. This is why therapy can be lethal to people. Because some people's approach to therapy is that you got to just point sunshine on everything I do, you got to make me feel good. Mm. right you got to make me feel good and if the wrong ego the alter ego is the one that's getting the medication it's not steve but it's big lux is getting the medication then you're not healing the thing that needs to be healed that is why wisdom is so important because sometimes self-esteem boosting is important it is sometimes important to co-sign somebody and say like don't be too hard on yourself there's times when it is key to someone's survival that you don't come down too hard on them right now you just build them up a little bit then there's times where actually if you start trying to build them up at this moment you're fucking them up mm -hmm. you got to come down All right Knowing the difference between the two is where healing and wisdom and success lies. That's where it lies. And this is what I was saying for my friend who had the suicidal attempt. Mm -hmm. Was that at the time, I mean, everyone who listens to the show, sometimes I come down real hard on people. And sometimes I don't. But part of it is that... You got to know, and the only way you can know the wisdom, that comes from not just life. It comes from also exposure. It comes, and, and, and exposure, it comes from being in a place where you're also learning new tools. Maybe you didn't go through it, but you're learning new tools and you're mm -hmm. learning other people's experiences and you're learning <clears throat> that sharing experience, hope and strength. Part of that is about conveying information that some people may never get because they're not going to live through that. That's why you share the experience. Like that other kid we were talking about, right? I came down on him pretty hard, mm -hmm. right? But he's showing all the outward signs of like, I'm real fragile and right, please don't. Right, right, right. The person I didn't come down hard on Mm -hmm. has the opposite thing. They're showing all the outside external things of, I got this under control. Mm -hmm. So that when they finally, maybe at this point, right, they come out and say something, it's not the time to come down hard on them because that's their front. Mm -hmm. Their front, if someone whose front is that I'm hard is a lot of times, not always, somebody who needs some tenderness somewhere. Mm -hmm. And somebody who's tender on the outside all the mm -hmm. time, like don't break mm -hmm. me. Needs some... Needs foot a chop, down. chop. Yeah, so I mean, needs to put their foot down sometimes. Right, and that's what they're asking for. That's what I, Mark that's Twain what said. That's what Mark Twain asking said. For. That's what they're asking for. Mark Twain said that a person's style is usually the opposite of what's the, going on inside. Side. Their style is how to mediate what's really going on inside. Right. It's to the make compensation. It. Absolutely. Right. All right, well, I don't know where we got to. We started off. That with, was good, though. That was good.
We could go on with that all afternoon. We absolutely can. So, Special K, you yeah, know. Special big, K, thanks for coming in and kicking yeah, that off, Special K. You know, good work, good show planning. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we got any, uh, you want to talk about braids and courtrooms? Let me just tell you, Ovanda Bone LLP, let the tomahawks fly. That's, man, you know what, bro? He is so on it. <laughs> and uh, go to my uh, Instagram, Chumahan underscore. You want to hear me run and fucking talk shit and also inspire you to run. Anger, yeah. Anger said I'm his morning meditation. That's it. Yeah. He did. He, he's, 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 uh, he's in. And uh, also um, poetry. Hit me up for books. I'm trying to figure out how to like put together yeah. the, all the lists of the books, books that I've right. read. People are clamoring for it. Listen up. We got... Uh, Robert Durst. Robert Durst. The, the, the Durst. No relation to Fred Durst. Durst the worst. Durst the Wait, worst. Wait, no relation? No relation from what I've heard. Well, you can find out when you hear the fucking episode. <sighs> yeah. And maybe the best thing about that episode is, is listening to you turn green every time that, that guy, Robert Durst, gets another break. <sighs> every time... <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> Every time he's like, yeah, I, I chopped up a body. Mm. And then they're like, okay, $50 bail. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, all right. What uh, do you got? Supermax? Uh, Supermaxhardware.com. Get with the program. Vibes. Rolling Papers Vibes. Cookies Family. Shout out to Esteban Oreo, the Soul Assassin family, DJ Mugs. And uh, keep your eyes and ears open for... Hard to kill. Uh, and listen to the Hard Luck Show every Monday and Thursday. Every Monday and Thursday. Special K, what are you plugging? Uh, nothing about me. I just want to give a quick shout out to all the listeners. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. You guys are uh, just doing your thing. Love it. Uh, you know, Hope to, to uh, talk to you guys. And give a big shout out to the city of Santa Monica. And big shout out to the city of Santa Monica. And Hoosh A. Come on, big shout out to your fucking your mentor. Oh, Chimohan. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> big shout out to your uh, Dorizzle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Twitch.tv/Dorizzle28. Um, haven't been streaming. Been trying to go pro, uh, but I'm still. I'm gonna get back into it. Don't worry. Trying to go pro. Hey, and a big shout out to St. James Sense. For right. a wonderful blanket they yeah. sent. Man, they heard the picture of that thing. Where I'm is gonna that? With that. Put, put that thing up. Let's show it every mother. Hey, you guys see this? You want to stop smelling like a wet gorilla? <laughs> get yourself some fucking St. James scents. Look at Here this. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Woo! Dang. Right? I keep it warm. Not only will it keep, keep it you warm, warm but uh, uh, cum won't stain it. Hey, it's uh, yeah, Scotch Guard. Yeah, you can't even get cum on it. Easy, it easy. Cum just rolls right off. Easy, easy cleanup. No. Easy cleanup. Use that. <laughs> Steve only used that four times. So go ahead. Yeah. No. You, you want to take yeah. a big sniff? Go ahead. No. Mm. Inhale deeply. It smells like uh, olive oil. It's called pheromones, boy. Don't yeah. be afraid of it. All right, go ahead. All right, guys. Sean, nothing. Don't hit me up for. Don't hit him up Don't for shit. He got brain. his job. You know what? Hit me up and just say what's up. Yeah. Hey, Sean at Hard Luck Show. I'm gonna do a, a, a old Blue Eyes fan show because I want to get Sean to understand just how much people love that dude. Yeah. Put him on the spot, make yep. him attention grabbing. Maybe Sean for governor. Show. show. Sean for governor. Look at him. Yeah. Look at that. He's, he can't or maybe an audio uh, techn uh, technical advisor for the White House. No, dude. You know what? Mm. Let's do a centerfold of Sean. 
Like a full fucking pictorial layout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Sean the photo model. Oh, and some nice sequence. Just right? get yeah. Patrick Hollick to do a photo yeah. shoot. Oh, right? wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like yeah. put a cigarette in his belly button <laughs> and fucking take a photo. You know All what right, I mean? John. Yeah, and bring Coming it. blue eyes. Yeah, we'll get... Uh, um, who's got? Uh, Did you see Sean with nothing except wrapped up in the blanket? In oh, the, in the St. James. Cut like blanket. a loincloth out of it with the St. James in the front. Just have him there. Yeah, dude. We'll uh, we'll get um, we'll get some of the women, some of the women followers to wear bikinis and mm-hmm. like, you know, surround him with like giant boa constrictors, and he can just be on the hood of a car, like Love it. shirtless. Let's get it. Let's get yeah. it. Come on, make your wife jealous. Like we do about this time. <laughs> Hasta la vista. Adios from the Hard Luck Show. Adios.